Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host, Honey Boogie, Aaron the Big Brown Mouth, and Martin Too Smooth for the Corner Shop Chronicles. Yes, and welcome. On today's show, we'll be talking about us on the BBC Asian Network. We were on the station this weekend. Yeah. Well, also, <laughs> you want to go somewhere with this? Right. I think you should keep it and just, right. just go, just go with it. All right. What are we going to talk about? What do you want to talk about? So, mine, we're all a little bit slow at the moment. It's the start of a new week. I don't blame it on the fact it's a bank holiday weekend. I blame it on the fact, honourable shout out for this as well. Honey bought. Double chicken kebabs <laughs> for, us. for breakfast. It is. It is. Uh, we're recording this at half past ten in the morning, and we smashed it out by ten fifteen. <laughs> stinking out the studio. Yeah, I had to throw the food out. It stank. But shout um, to our unofficial sponsor, Chaiwala. <laughs> if you want to sponsor us, come and let us know. I have to say this. This is like syrup in a glass. This 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 carrot chai thing, right? I, I only discovered carrot carrot carrot. Sorry, it's another word I don't know how to pronounce, right? But karak chai. But to be fair, one, Aaron probably understand. might have some background on it, but it's like something from the hills or the mountains. This is what they used to drink when they're in, I don't know, where, where do they live? I think it's an Afghan thing, is it? I think so. I think I think it's a bit of a Middle Eastern Arabic thing because we just call it chai. Chai, right? but it's, it's chai, but it's really sweet. It is sweet. It's got that little sort of... Um, cardamom taste in the back yeah. right i like it. It, it it went well but um yeah maybe maybe that has slowed us down this morning <laughs> and the studio stinks <laughs> yeah but it's, it's chicken kebabs a traditional breakfast then no no nah, do you know what i think it's meant to be lamb i don't know why they don't do it as lamb lamb would have been so heavy at this time in the morning i love how martin just broke it down and said this tastes like chicken sausage <laughs> <laughs> yeah it did it was nice i loved it i'd have it again so thank you, Hanny, for bringing that in. No, my pleasure. I think usually it's Aaron with all the goodies, so had to uh, bless everybody up. But yeah, we, we've um, obviously just coming out of uh, Easter weekend. Um, it's the Tuesday after a bank holiday Monday. What did you guys get up to? Aaron, do you want to go first? Well, you know what? I didn't have um, any Easter eggs. I was quite proud of myself. So oh, on purpose. I thought I thought you felt neglected. No, no, no one no. bought you one. No, I, th- I thought you know what. I'm going to get fit. So I've been doing a lot of. I did a lot of cycling. Mm. I played football a couple of times. Um, hold on, hold on. When you say you did a lot of cycling, what what did you do? Did you go anywhere or what's I, I a went, lot of cycling? I went on two uh, 40k cycle. That's rides. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is it was a bit of fun. So who did like, you go with? I went with my sister and my brother-in-law, and obviously, wow. I, I was a little bit worried about how they'll be. So about 30 kilometers in, they started getting a little bit tired. Uh, my sister nearly went into a car head on. What? Yeah. My brother-in-law, he fell oh off the bike. So you know what? Oh we, my God. That is now uh, the end of that. So we'll be no doing it. cycling. Yeah. Do you know what? I used to think that last year, you know, when it became a massive craze last year, mm. I did think like, oh my God, this is really dangerous. Like I saw some of my friends, I think you did this, Martin. Some friends like going on motorways or big A road, not motorways, but... Did you not go to Essex once? Yeah, yeah. I got another friend. Yeah, I got another friend who did the same. I'm like, I struggle to cycle around the roundabout, man. That's dangerous. I think it's harder in London. You reckon? Yeah, and and I think you're a better cyclist if you're a driver in London as well. But mine, it was so much fun. Like socially, we hadn't really had any interaction, so that was a lot of fun. Um, And on top of that, it was. It was just one of those things. You're learning something new as well. I loved it. So you didn't do it last year. Massively, you got into it. Last year. I only got into it last year. Literally got into it last year. So, th- did did you do the? Were you serious? There's some people who are really serious, yeah. and then there's some people like I've seen my like. Well, actually, our friend Rahul, right? Rahul is serious about his f- fitness and and cycling stuff, but he likes to stop off at a pub or whatever <laughs> and have a drink. But he's one of those gentlemen that has all the gear, right? I yeah, made the yeah, big yeah. mistake. The first ever ride that I did with Martin was a hundred k. Right, we did a stadium tour around London. Now we were quite lucky in that at that time there wasn't many people on the street, so it was like having your own private circuit. And it's yeah. so quiet and peaceful, yeah. But the big mistake that I made is there's a lot of people that buy loads of gear. I bought no gear apart from a bike, and I thought, yeah, that that that's how that that'll be cool, right? Did you have that thing between your legs? No, that was oh. that was the problem. What so thing between your legs? He's talking about the, the padded padded yeah. shorts. Oh, I don't have any of that. Yeah. You got, you, you maybe got, you've got nothing to protect. I don't know. I, I'm not saying anything. I'm just asking. So I, I, I completely suffered after the first one. Got those shorts. 
Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I was all right. And then st- slowly started adding rather than going the whole hog. I know loads of people that have done one bike ride in their life, but they've got all Everything. the equipment. No, you're sensible. You are. Sen- that's the sensible way of doing it. But um, so, yeah, so you did the 40K. Yeah, we did that. Um, and the other thing that happened this week that was massive is uh, one of my cousins got shot. Shot? In Toronto. I mentioned him on our, on our no radio way. show. Yeah. <clears throat> it was, uh, he What's got, his name? His name's Sonny. You know him. Twin. Yeah, he got he got shot in the leg. Um, it was a drive-by going on. They fired three shots at where he was at. He was just what? an innocent bystander. Innocent bystander. They came, there's a big turf war. Where, now, they're well-to-do now. But where they first started was very much in the ghetto. They've still got their their proper Indian story in it. Proper Indian story, like these. My um, dad's sister and his brother-in-law. They went to um, Canada. They virtually lived in people's basements, all that sort of stuff, and they've built them their way up. They're one of the biggest sort of um, taxi firm. Yeah, they smashed it. Man. Yeah, they've done so well and they're diversified, etc. And they're really nice. Guys. Do you know what? Yeah. They're not. I know they've got a lot of money. I knew they had a lot of money when I met them, but they're just so real. Yeah. They're not down. They're not idiots. Down, <laughs> they keep it real, one hundred. Totally down to earth. But the thing was, um, so I get a call from my dad's brother, and he literally said, "Sonny's been shot." Now, I'm not an emotional guy, but I couldn't stop crying. Honestly, that, that's, yeah, how much, I, I, that's how much my cousin means to me. And, that, and then the reception went a bit funny, so I couldn't hear the rest of it. How bad um, it was, or whatever. Yeah, and then what happened was he had um, got hit with a bullet. It went straight through his leg, snapped his leg. What? Yeah, and then uh, people dragged him to the shop next door. They closed the doors, etc. There's a big turf war going on o- over there, and it was it was heartbreaking. Now I've seen his leg. Is is how is he at the moment? He's all right. He's at, he's at home. He's one of those, he's he's a really tough guy. Like yeah, yeah. I. I <laughs> Looking back on it, I, he, when he was on the floor, he was probably telling people, don't worry, make sure <laughs> He's you- probably joking as well. Yeah, he's that type of guy. He is a proper tough nut, but it did uh, that's not nice break us. Hear, it did really, really break us. So that's why one of the reasons why we went on the bike ride, etc., just to get away from stuff. So, How's he getting on now? Uh, well, it's only been like five, six days. Yeah. Um, but he's a positive guy. The whole family's quite positive and we're all quite close. So we've all come together and um, it's a relief. Thank God. Ra- yeah, no, definitely. But r- random one, right? You see, you're talking about turf wars. Is it Asians? Uh, no. I, wanted it matters. I just wanted to ask that question because I know, like, it's, in this country now, in certain areas, you can't just assume it's not going to be Asians. Yeah. Because Asians are doing the madness. But yeah, I just, I just, I, just, I don't know. Yeah, so, it's so, not important. Yeah, they, they do have turf wars over there that are Asians, i.e. Yeah. in Bramptons of the world in Canada. Right, yeah, um, yeah. But in this particular area, it's, it's black on black crime. It's very uh, drug well, aren't they all? Possibly, yeah, 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 yeah probably, yeah, yeah. Gang-related. Well, look, boy, really horrible to hear, man. I can understand. I'm not even related to him, and I feel uh, really sad about it. So hopefully gets better soon. Mm. Um, so that probably meant your weekend wasn't the nicest weekend. It just had a little bit of a cloud over your weekend, I suppose. Uh, yeah. It's also one of those things, it reinforces uh, the strong bond that you've got, and, and it made me feel proud of the fact that Number one, I have such a strong bond with him. And also, as a family, we always come together. So uh, what was a m- really negative issue has turned into quite a positive one that we've still got him here. And uh, he's and he's a twin. I, I, like, I'm, I'm, Imagine how his twin feels, man. Yeah, and his twin came down when he was shot and then saw him there and just froze. Like, that's that's what yeah. happened. So, um, Have you spoke to him since? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I speak, I speak. Now, my cousin Sonny is one of those people who still has the old flip phone Motorola, <laughs> right? So... Even he is he, such a caricature, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So what's he like, really? Bro, he's like something out of Friday or whatever. Really? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's like he a 90s hip-hop dude, is he? Yeah, he's, he, he loves his hip-hop, right? Yeah, he does. Like, I, I imagine he's a massive Wu-Tang fan. Like, he probably mean? still he's, wears Wu-Wear and loves stuff like that. Bro, he, but he works hard as well, though, right? Yeah, he's yeah, a, he's a grafter. Yeah, they're, they're all grafters. They, they, they do work really hard, but they do... Um, the thing is, everyone loves him in the area, yeah. right? There's two of them. Everyone knows the twins in that area. Uh, they know they're massive LeBron James fans, all that sort of stuff. So they're, they're characters and no one's really got a bad word to say about them. So this is totally... This was not community, yeah. Yeah, it has. It it's reminds definitely- you though as well, isn't it? How, how um, what's the word I'm looking for? How fragile life is and, uh, and whatnot. Like it could have gone really badly, isn't it? Yeah. To be honest, that's as bad as, bad as that is. Um, he's still here to... To fight another day, but hopefully, man, he's out of hospital now, though. Yeah, yeah, he's out of hospital. It's all it's all positive now. So, um, well, that's good. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah, 
what did you get up to? <laughs> yeah, let, 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 let me try, try and bring us back from that. Um, do you know what? To be honest, Easter weekend um, is a bit weird because our daughter is two today, two two weeks old, not two, bloody yeah. old, two weeks old today. So it's just been, a, do you know what? I decided, I know we're going to talk about cooking and stuff, but I decided to do a roast dinner on Sunday and just get everyone around the table. And it was just, it, to be honest, we just had a really laid back. I spent loads of time with the kids. So for me, it was actually just a very chilled weekend, which is much like the last year. And the weather <laughs> was good as well. But um, Yeah, it was, apart from yesterday. You're actually really good at roast dinners. Nah, do you know what? I've learned. Um, what is your secret? Everyone's got one thing that they always have that's unique to nah, them. No, well, it's, it's, it's definitely not roast. So I, I got Sarah to get out of bed or whatever. She wasn't in bed. But I said, can you do the roast potatoes? Because she does wicked roast potatoes. Yeah, I But I'm good at the meat. I, good, I, I do the meat. Um, but I just follow Jamie Oliver, man. The YouTube is my friend. And it was perfect. The meat was cooked perfect. We didn't have lamb, which is traditional, I suppose, this weekend. But I got a... Um, Nice bit of beef sirloin. Mate, nice. the meat was lovely. But the annoying thing is, just before dinner, um, Issa kicked off, didn't it? Really? <laughs> he just kicked off. So, oh man, dinner was just like, in the end, it was a lot of hard work. And I, and I, sh I shout out everybody who does, say, cooking, like our mums. And then you can't get everyone to sit down at the same time because they're being idiots or whatever, right? So this meat is cooked to perfection. And then... I'll tell you what actually happened. That's it's not even so much Issa. I got we got Issa back on board. Issa's your middle son. No, he's the oldest. He's the oldest. Right. Um, but um the baby, because the cooking took so long, it took three hours to do, right? Yeah. Just as we put the re food ready to go, yeah. the baby needed feeding. And so she's at that stage where she just needs like probably half an hour. So Sarah had to go off and do that. So but that was yeah, that was my thing. The the, the beef was amazing. Why, why is lamb traditional at this time? I didn't even know that. Um, I only found out that. It's an Easter weekend, thing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I suppose... Uh, spring? Spring yeah, lamb. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they kill them at the same time. That's a bit of a weird question, actually. Weird answer. Um, but yeah, I, th I think it's just because they're fresh. When, when are lambs born? Around this time of the year, about I February. So, no, you get about six weeks, right? Yeah, it just ties in. I don't know, yeah. It's traditional to have fish Friday. Yeah, yeah I had week. that. Did you? Yeah, what I did. did you I have? try not to eat uh, meat on Good Friday. So you do try to bring in some of your like. Obviously, you do stick to some of your culture that you. When it suits me, which is the Catholic kind right. of traditions. Yeah, I, I, do you know what Easter's always one where it? I used to hate as a kid because it had to mean we had to have to go to church about four times. You have to go on a Thursday, the Friday, and the Sunday, and it was like, oh, it's long. And it's can, I, can I ask? Do you actually know the Easter story properly? Yeah, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. <laughs> you I don't hesitated. sound too confident, man. Yeah, the chocolate egg came down from the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah I'd, I'd, I think I would. I think I well, would. do you know what? So, because Easter's name means Jesus, or yeah. it's the Arab equivalent of Jesus. So he's kind of semi-interested in it. So we did watch this. There's a really good, like, you know, they show the traditional films. So I think it was on Saturday. They had King of Kings and he wanted to watch because it was about Jesus. I did the Easter egg thing. The first time properly. You're talking about the hunt? Yeah, yeah. So we did it in the garden. I, I was very prepared, unlike normal years. Hold on a second. You must have been prepared because I tried to get Easter eggs this year and they're all sold yeah, no, out. No. I bought this two weeks ago, right? Yeah, smashed it, honey. Got all the stuff and got the, the kids' baskets. To be honest, obviously, Easter don't care. He's eight. He's just like, yeah, I just want the chocolate. But he was brilliant with his little brother, the two-year-old one. Really? Two-year-old loved it. He was walking around like, where are they? They're in the garden. They weren't very well hidden, but did yeah, they get so on? we did that. Yeah, 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 they get on. But the two-year-old is, he's a bruiser, I've told you. He's like, he he doesn't care what he does to anyone else. <laughs> and it's really annoying the older one. The older one's like, hold on, why do I always have to give in to this kid? He doesn't understand. Or he doesn't want to, you know what I mean? He, to him, it doesn't make sense. Why am I always giving in? If if he's playing with something, no, no one wants to come and get it. And then, so we're usually saying, look, just give it to him for a bit. And he's like, why? Why do I always have to give in to this little kid? So, but he is a good brother. Like he, he walked him around and showed him all the eggs were. So yeah, he is good naturally, but it's frustrating. It must be frustrating. I'm so glad I'm the oldest. And so is Aaron. You, yeah, are you the eldest? Yeah, I'm the eldest. I didn't know that. I thought you were the But to be fair, his sister is the boss in it. So how do <laughs> you feel about sort of, because um, you, your missus is what, Christian, I'm presuming? 
n- non-denominational. Okay, but she, she doesn't believe in. Anything. She embraces sort of things like Easter and the fun of it, Christmas. Yeah, 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 she likes. But, um, feasts, Whereas I've festivals. got, I've got, I've got some friends that are are Muslim and they're in, in in marriages like that. They don't really go for Easter or Christmas or what's it called. No. How, how are you sort of doing it with your children? Um, we just do it as it is, I suppose. It's like it is a bit awkward. It is a bit awkward because sometimes you just feel like you know what I'm not. If I'm trying to. If I'm trying to teach you something, if I'm trying to say, look, this is the way we are or we're going to be, then me showing you something that doesn't relate to that or... So, for example, if I'm saying, we, you know, I want you to be Muslim, yeah. uh, and it is like, it's much more of an open conversation in in my situation because their mum doesn't have any kind of religious kind of background. She doesn't believe in anything. So she's just like, I don't want them to be forced. And I get that. I totally understand that. So she's like, yeah, cool show them give them you know give them knowledge but ultimately let them decide which is kind of really i i think actually very mature and, and a nice way of doing it definitely but it probably causes confusion for them as well there is a slight confusion so you know on the one hand he has christmas decorations and, and christmas presents but on the other hand we're saying well, we don't really celebrate christmas so we don't see because his mom's not religious Christmas isn't a religious festival. It's just a festival. It's like, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's a festival with no real religious background to her. Do you not think he has the best of both worlds? As a kid, he gets presents at Christmas, presents at Eid. <laughs> he does. He does. But you know what? The reality is, and I fight with it as I get older, is your identity is your identity. Do you know what? And it can be confusing when you've got, when you grow up and you just think, well, which one am I? Mm-hmm. Where do I fit in? So it, it it can be actually, although I, I, I feel it's, it's, it's a better way than forcing your kids to believe one thing or the other, just because I'm born into a certain religion, I should be that. I do think it has its own complications. So Martin, you've been battling with that over the last couple of weeks. Literally. We had a, a show on the BBC Asian Network and we had to play uh, Asian music as well as uh, sort of the R&B and hip hop, etc. Now you are a R&B hip hop DJ, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, you had to he em- likes to call himself an open format DJ, <laughs> <laughs> and you had to embrace this sort of new sound that you uh, felt was uh, you were out of your depth in, right? A- initially, yeah, to say the least. Yeah. I think I think we we both felt that. Like, so the station Asia, the BBC Asian Network is obviously focused towards Asian people, um, and the music. I think they have a remit that they have to play a certain amount of Asian music, right? So even though they wanted to do a throwback show. Um, which kind of harks back to say uni days and uh, and whatever. And when we used to DJ, and as Martin said, someone tweeted him saying, "Oh my God, is this Martin who used to work at Milkshake?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so you know, it's reminiscent of those days. But musically, it was much more Asian, Desi Asian than what me and Martin are used to. Like I, I didn't play bhangra or anything like that, so it was difficult. But obviously, I was I came from a world where. I was around people like my mate Mitz. Mm. I used to DJ in Asian student nights. So I was fully immersed in, that you know, Maximum Energy, all those guys. Yeah. So I, even though I didn't know the tunes, I knew them. Even though I didn't, didn't, didn't know, understand the words, I, I, I kind of got it. Whereas for Martin, it's even more like alien. Because you probably knew the artists and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I have, I have an understanding. I, I mean, I knew Hero when I was 15. Yeah. But it wasn't even musically. You you actually <laughs> went and questioned your whole existence. Do you want no, to tell us real. about that? No, for real. So it got me kind of like in a way that, that I thought, I didn't even grow up in a city. I grew up in like a small, t- well, it's, not, it's this town in Essex called Basildon. And then I didn't even go to uni in a city. So I didn't really get exposed to that many Asians or ethnic minorities in one area. And so doing this was a bit out of my depth. And I couldn't even pronounce the songs, let alone understand them. <laughs> and yeah, and I, at one point, because the pressure got to me. <laughs> he cracked. We know. He cracked. Yeah, what I, happened? At one point, I was going to tell you guys, I was, look, this is not for me. I'm going to cut tap out, man. You guys can carry this yourselves. I think you did say that. Uh, yeah, I, I think I did actually say yeah. it. So I, I called my parents up and I, well, I called my mum up and I said, look, how comes I don't know about any of this sort of stuff? Um, and she actually said she doesn't really know anything about that that sort of stuff either um because this isn't this the problem right 
and I think other cultures probably have it, but we have it really bad, right? When you say something is Asian, it's in this country anyway, uh, in America, they call us Southeast Asians. Yeah. Well, yeah. South, right? South Asians. South and, Asians. Or Desis. All right, Desis. For us, right, even though maybe Asians came over to this country in, in, in waves, so you probably had a lot of the Punjabi, the Indians came over first, then maybe the Pakistanis, Bangladeshis, then like other parts, we're all lumped together. We have very different cultures, very different backgrounds. And this is like one of the reasons why I wanted us three to do a podcast together because I wanted to do something that was based around people who were brown, but actually all three of us are very, very different. Like Aaron, you're from a very, very strong Punjabi background. And it shows as well. You're really proud of it. You, you rep it. You know about but, it. You but, live it. Yeah, but my life didn't start like that. Right. Really? In terms of, obviously, I've come from, um, my dad's very into his culture, as is my mum. They're very proud of that sort of stuff. But where I went to school was completely white. Yeah, because you went to boarding school, yeah, right? Yeah, there was a couple of Africans. I think there was two Asians. So Monday to Friday, I lived this life of totally living with uh, Caucasian people who had double barrel surnames, all really? that sort of stuff. And then I come home on the weekend... And it would be this this so massive culture clash, which was which was amazing. I'd go back to boarding school smelling of uh, garlic and ginger. Did they rip you in boarding school about it? A bit? Never, no. never. I'd I had a mate called uh, he had the same name as me. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, Arun Malkani, and literally he was my bodyguard. He really? was a big Hulk. He's a big genius really? guy. He's a, he's a big guy. So I was always taken care of, and I was always a cheeky one. I also was lucky enough to be like captain of all the sports, so you, you have a certain yeah. standing. Um, but I never. I never questioned who I was. I just embraced both sides. And, and now, if you put me in any situation, I think that's it what... It works both That's what mainly. But I had to go and... I had to... I, I could have completely immersed myself in the white culture and forgotten about my Asian side. I think the onus is on you. I can't mm. blame the parents. It was my own journey. But if you're not exposed to it at all, like I wasn't exposed to it. Even like my friends that are Asian are not... Traditional, yeah, they're Asians. That are probably in what you say, stereotypical. Yeah, yeah do you know? And, and I had to call you about that, right? Because I, I was like, look, so I'm from a different background altogether. I'm Bangladeshi. I'm from East London to Hamlets. I didn't grow up listening to those tunes. I didn't really. And I was saying this to a friend of mine the other night. I was just saying, I only really knew. I didn't even know the difference between Punjabis, Gujaratis, Tamils. I, I didn't know anything. I just thought Indians were Indian. Yeah until I got to about 15, 16 years old, or when I went to college, actually. And then I realised, oh my God, there's different type of Indians. Because I didn't go to a school. I wasn't... If anything, I knew about Bangladeshis. That's it. Yeah, But Punjabi culture here is very dominant in yeah, the UK. Yeah, massively. Like, in terms of music, in terms of food... But it wasn't when we were growing of, up, though. No, it was. It Defin was. Definitely was. Not if for you, me. How, how was it? How was it? How was it? No, because food. You went, to, you went to all the restaurants. They were very much serving North Indian... Yeah, yeah. See, that's, why, that's food, what I'm right? saying. You have a different experience to me, right? Because yeah. my dad was in the restaurant business, right? And it always used to make me laugh. Bangladeshis own 90% of what they call Indian restaurants, right? Serving Punjabi food. <laughs> I don't even think it was. It, no, but it is. Apart from the tandoori, right? Yeah. Everything else we know was kind of... A kind of hybrid of other things, right? Mm. Even butter chicken. What I thought was butter chicken, I didn't realise what real butter chicken was to you guys, to yeah. Indians, until like maybe when I went to university mm -hmm. and I went to Southall and I tried Asian butter chicken because the butter chicken in my dad's restaurant was basic. It's like chicken korma in my dad's restaurant or tandoori, was it? Chicken tikka masala, yeah. right? It's not what you would be used to, right? So for me, I never had that perspective. I really didn't. And it's only when I got older and I found my own way. Like I'd go to places like Green Street because I was in East London, Walthamstow, and eating Pakistani or Punjabi food, it taught me that actually there's a different style of food that I wasn't aware of. Yeah, but I, I, I totally agree with you. For, for me, I was very absorbed in um, Punjabi culture to begin with. But then I... I started getting into other cultures and, and wanting to learn. It comes, the desire's yeah. got to come from within, right? Bangladeshis, apart from H, I probably don't know any Bangladeshis, exactly. right? Yeah. But one of the things they did do on the BBC Asian Network recently, which was really good, was give um, Bangladeshis that sort of platform to really tell the world about their story. And that was really helpful for me. But I feel like with, not saying that station, but there's also a kind of pressure that if you don't, know anything about it you're kind of 
you're either a coconut or you're someone that's disown your um your heritage when that wasn't the case you just we didn't have the opportunity to kind of know about it really yeah and and, and that's what i'm saying i don't think you should beat yourself up about it do you know what and you were talking we were talking about music really right we're talking about the music that we played on the asian network recently but my parents didn't know those tunes my parents didn't introduce me to it. i was just like you just said i happened to it's only when i went to college i met a lot of pakistani and indians right and that was my introduction but it's only when i got to university and you go out in london as asian students and you go to asian student nights you then get introduced to all of these things. Yeah, yeah. And because I DJed there, I, you know, I didn't go and party in the bungalow room, but I knew enough about it because I knew the DJs. Mm. You didn't have that experience at all. So you yeah. can't really, and your experience is very different. Like, as, as Aaron says, Punjabis had like, yeah, they did have a stronger um, hold culturally, right? If I asked you to take me somewhere where there were people from Kerala, You'd struggle. There isn't, no, a, there now, isn't a massive pocket of people, right? Now it's a bit more like East Ham, I think, has a few more. Okay, but that's of recent. It's yeah. a bit like when Dosa started up. I don't know. When did you first, in, it, for us, the first time I heard about Dosa's was probably 10, 15, 20 years ago. Not that long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's because Sri Lankans had come out and, you know, you had all their restaurants opening up. So you needed that. But I'm just saying, but that's not even your culture. Tamil, you're not Tamil. No, no. You're there's Malayali. Hardly, yeah, there's hardly any Malayalis. Like, and... and the reason I questioned this even before we did the show is I went to a Malayali restaurant in Kilburn. Shout out to VJ's wicked Malayali food. And I tried to get a little discount and finesse him saying I was Malayali. <laughs> and he didn't believe me. And then uh, he asked me to take my mask off. And um, he still kind of didn't believe me. And then I had to take my driving license out to show that I was, because I was born in Kerala. Yeah. And uh, and then he goes, oh, no. And then he was like really nice to what, me. What, what do most people think you are, Martin, when they meet uh, you? God knows. I've had this this weekend from people. I think people who, will think, I think it's because of the name. Yeah. Uh, uh, Martin. And, uh, and the industry that you're sort of yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Massively. And, um, they either think I'm black or some black in me or I don't know people will think I've had people who have known of you or known you through me for ages who heard you on the set show this weekend <laughs> and like He's definitely- I didn't know he was Asian yeah. all this stuff I was like yeah <laughs> he's yeah, Indian that, that annoys me as well a little bit I do like this journey that you're on but you know what <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I feel like you're my coach in this self discovery <laughs> he's, he's the Aaron is the pushy coach in this. <laughs> you know, it's got to come from within. Like I had a friend um, and you've got to embrace it yourself, right? I had a friend who, um, he went to Eton, right? So he, yeah. he was at boarding school as well, very much submerged in a sort of- How do you know these people? A, a white school. Yeah. I just, Cause, um, cause you, you don't mix in those circles. <laughs> How do you know these people? <laughs> well, he was actually my um, sister's brother. No, si- <laughs> no, that's no, that's me. Uh, my, <laughs> my sister's friend's brother. So, yeah, okay. um, he he actually went to. So he went to Eton. He had a turban at that time. He had a top knot. So it was very evident that he was Sikh. He was a different color to most people there, etc. Um, now his parents were super pushy into their culture, but what they did is they pushed the religious side like they literally had to when they all got into the car they had to recite the 10 gurus and stuff like that i used to find that awkward and i was very much into my uh, my own culture now what's happened is you've seen the three of them completely move away from their own culture in terms of they really? don't really embrace it yeah all that sort of stuff they've so got backfired a little bit. yeah they've given themselves english names so this is what i'm saying it comes back to the individual if you want to if you want to embrace it you can't blame your parents because some parents can give it give you it all and mm. submerge you in it, but it's up to you what you want to take from it. So it's going to be a very much personal journey for no, you. No, no, for real. And I think that story that you just highlighted there is when you get pushed to do something that you don't want to do as well. Do, do you know what? That that's a, that kind of leads me on to like, a question I probably worry about a lot myself. It's like, as we get further and further away from the source, like our parents, our grandparents or yeah, whatever, yeah. and get immersed into this, into the Western culture and the world, how do you feel like, especially for you, how do you feel like going forward, like in terms of having children and, and what you instill in them? Because I can already, I, I don't even need to ask Aaron this question. His kids will be super um, proud and, and, you know, know about their their culture and their religion, right? Which I love about no, Sikhs and Punjabis. Y- yes and no. Because with, with me, I'm not going to, I'm going to do what my parents did. I'm going to push the cultural side and push the, the unity of it all. But ultimately, I want 
them to have their own thoughts on it. Decide yourself. Yeah, if, if they don't want to embrace it or they don't think it's right for them and they think something else is better, I want to I want to create... But are you talking about religion there? No. I, I'm going to push my culture. Right? No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is, it, is it the religion that you're not going to be super impress, impressing on them? Because I feel like if you don't impress culture, your cultural background, I think you can lose a lot. Like, I'm so concerned now... And I know their mum will say, well, it's your own fault because I, she pushed me. She was like, T speak to them in your language. Because I speak my, mother, my, my mother's tongue um, and I speak it very well. I can co communicate with anybody from, from, from that background. And it's a good feeling when you it can. Is, it is brilliant. Yeah. And you know what? As I get older, like, so one of the things is like last year when I lost my dad, two, some of my friends from primary school reached out to me. And I hadn't seen them in years. Bengali guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're all like, because yeah, because we grew up in Allgate. Yeah. Everyone was pretty much Bangladeshi. There was one Pakistani guy who could speak Bangladeshi. So like, Bengali, sorry, um, because he grew up around us. He speaks it fluently. Um, so those four guys got in contact with me, right? And then we started meeting up, and it felt so good because I don't have outside of my family, I don't have many Bangladeshi friends or acquaintances, right? And it just made me feel like, God, I missed out. Because what they, what one of them said, and it was very poignant. And this guy, I was so close to, we used to, I used to call him my cousin, right? We were that close, right? And so we went to primary school together. In secondary school, I went off, right? I went off to private school. They all went to, the, to, to school around the corner, right? Everyone went together. And, but I still, obviously we lived on the same estate. So every night after school or at the weekend, I'd still get together and we'd spend loads of time with each other, right? But he actually said, do you know what? When you got to about 15, 16, after that, we didn't see you. Yeah. And then I think when I got to about 18, I obviously, we, we moved out of the area or I moved out of the area and I never really moved back. And it was, it was quite sad to hear that, but he was so right. Up until about 15, 16, they still saw me at the weekends and after school and, and we were still lads. We're still very close friends. But I think I got to about 15, 16, got my own friends from school. So I went to school in Essex. So I would probably go and meet them over there because all of them were over there. I didn't spend any time. And then I went to college in Essex. I kind of just, not on purpose, but it just happened that way that I left the area and my friends who stayed in the area and they still grew up and, and they have wicked lives. You know, I've got friends who like still live you know, within minutes of where we grew up with their, with their families and, and, and whatnot. But it was just really, really like touching. And I really enjoy it because we're still in contact now. Uh, you know, we've met up in each other's houses before lockdown. Um, and it's so nice to have that feeling of these are, they're the same as me. Yeah. It, it, I can't, I can't it, like you know what, have it, that with anybody else. Yeah, it nourishes a different part. Oh, unbelievably. And I'm not saying that I'm not happy with everything that I've got because yeah. I'm, I'm probably a good multicultural person. I've got yeah. friends like you guys from different backgrounds. I've got white, black, oriental, whatever. Uh, and I don't care what they are, right? But there is something about connecting with people who've got your shared experience. They share... Even if it's food, oh. the food that we eat, you lot definitely don't eat. I know you, you lot take the mick out of us for the fish. It, as you get older, you massively, massively like appreciate those things. And so I would love my son to experience that. And, and I'm really lucky. He feels like if you ask him, where is he from? He knows he's mixed, but he's like, yeah, he'll say he's from Bangladesh first. Really? That's which is so nice to hear. But I think that's because of how we've kind of, it's instilled in him. It's got to come He's naturally. He's proud of it. Yeah, it's got to come naturally that way. Yeah. Now, one thing I did recently, I sat down with my dad and um, we, we literally mapped out his family tree. He told that's us so cool. Yeah. And it I was, didn't know. No, 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 no that, that was just a general family tree. Now okay. I went into just his cousins, his side, etc. And um, I learned not, not just that this is his cousin and this is his name. I learned so much about that. And that's what I wanted to do. And I could see I need the, to do the, that, the yeah. pride coming out of him. So when you say, oh, your mum doesn't really know this yeah. and that, sit down and go on that journey together. That's what mm. I would say. And and you know what? It will really get her emotional and you'll learn so much about it. Let Before they go as well, bro. Yeah. It's yeah, so yeah. important. That, that's one of the things that I, why I wanted to do it. I right? agree. Yeah. Um, how important was it going back to India or Bangladesh as a kid for that? For me... Um, I didn't like the idea when I was young. Everybody told me, oh, it's yucky, it's mud huts. Da, 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 da. But then I think I got to about a certain age, 13, 14. My dad, so my dad, we were fortunate. We would go back every year or so. 
um, when we was really young, when I was really young. But then as we got older, I think it got less and less because my, my, my grandparents kind of passed away. So my dad was less inclined to go back. But yeah. every time we went back, especially when I got older, mate, there was no feeling like it. Now, I haven't been for a long time. So maybe I need to go back and, you know, see if it still feels the same. But my brothers have been back recently. My youngest brother, Rob, like, you he know, he, he, bit, he? he loves it. He would love to move out there if he could, but his wife won't let him. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I love it. And again, the way people treat you back home because you're one of them, I don't get that feeling anywhere else. And I feel at home in this you country. See. I love Great Britain. Mate, That yeah, certain people, obviously you're going to feel awkwardness, but a lot of people just treasure the fact that you're one of them, but you're over, you're, you're, you live over there. See, this is going to sound strange to you, but when I'm in India, especially when I'm in um, Punjab, right? I feel a certain energy that I don't feel anywhere else. Maybe it's because of the way? history. What kind of energy? No, I just feel like yeah, a, a sense of pride. I feel yeah, like I, love I, that. I feel like this is this is my history. This is where it all started, and I feel like I owe that place something. That's how I feel. When I went to work in Bombay, I didn't feel that it's way. Not the same. Still, really? still it's in not India, the same, is it? but I wasn't. I didn't feel like this is me. This is that's my not home. home. Yeah, yeah. No. and it's still India, but I but, didn't uh, feel but that. But that's same the way. thing about India, right? Or any of the subcontinent. It's so big, right? It's, it's so, so diverse. Different. Like, so where we're from, right? We're from a lot of the Bangladeshis in this country originate from this small town called Silla, and it's only big because a lot of these people came over and sent money back, right? It's a tiny little town. I don't know why... It's the second we, city now, though, isn't it? It's probably the third city. It's not the second right. city. There's two bigger cities, right? There's Dhaka, which is the capital, and there's a place called Chittagong, which is like the industrial capital of, of that area, right? But we are... We speak a different dialect. We don't speak proper Bangladesh, Bengali, Bangla, whatever, right? There's a, the, the official language is Shuddhabasha. It's like well-spoken. We speak like Cockney. Okay. Like we speak like a dialect. We are, and... Quite fitting the fact that you yeah, came yeah, to yeah, all yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we all came to each other. But we don't really, a lot of the time, there's tension between us and people from other parts of that country because right. we don't really we don't have the same experience as them. We don't speak the same. We eat slightly differently, which is the same as India. Mm. If you go to the South, like our friend Ash is Tamil. And a different race. Yeah, even, like, like definitely. Bangladesh definitely look different. Uh, Punjabis and Pakistanis definitely look a similar type of way. There's, yeah, there's- Like Punjabis are a lot bigger than say Gujaratis or even South, South Indians. Indians yeah. yeah. So it's like we get lumped together and it's unfortunate because there's such diversity yeah. and people are massively different. See, you guys said that you got felt uh, you you felt a lot of pride going back home. When I went back to Kerala, I hated it because How everyone would look you, at you. Yeah, this is last time I went was I didn't mind it last time I went it was about ten years ago, but I didn't enjoy it. But I think I would enjoy it a lot more now. And I'm getting pressure. Like when I just got married, April really wanted to go out there, and I hated the thought of going out there. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. How important is it for you? For Issa to go and go back, hundred percent. So he wants to go back. He wants to experience it. His mum's a little bit kind of scared. So why she, is that? Because she, she thinks you know it's a third world country. Oh, disease. Da, da, da. She's she's got all these kind of hang ups and anxieties about it. But no, no, no. We, it's it's massively important because I think whilst he is interested and he's still very passionate about it in his way. If he goes over there, it's only going to build and he's going to he's going to fall in love with the place. Do you know what? It's, it's like what Aaron says. I can't explain it. But you land there and you go, yeah, this is this is the ground that my, you know, I don't want to get overly sentimental, but my forefathers, my dad, my granddad, yeah. everybody grew up. There's like, we come from a, so my parents have a, a house, but actually where they grew up, they grew up in a little village, right? And you, it's not too far. It's like half an hour away. You go there and some people like, still live in those kind of old type of wooden houses and whatever. And you're just like, there's something special about it. And to be honest, I wouldn't have not, that's not something you're going to appreciate when you're 10, okay, 11, yeah, 12. You just want to play computer games. Yeah, no, no. Listen, when I went there, when I was young, A, all my friends over here said, oh, it's a mud hut. You don't want to go there. It's, you, it stinks. You're going to get um, funny tummy, blah, blah, blah. And when you go back there, there will be some kids who want to just pick on you and just go, oh, you're a foreigner. Do you know what I mean? So you, you, I used to say, that used to be like something that I used to think, oh, I don't fit in anywhere. Rubbish. But Martin, there's nothing wrong with hating it. I've gone through those uh, ups <laughs> yeah, yeah. and downs. Honestly, I've gone, oh, mum, why are we doing this? Oh, this is freshy. Oh, that's freshy. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Afterwards, when you're a little bit more mature and you sort of break it down properly, 
Like I used to go, oh, there's holes in the, in, in, in the there's potholes everywhere. <laughs> this ain't right. That's not right. And then you realise we're so here, we're so scheduled with everything. Everything's a routine. It's the same old routine. There it's a, uh, in a way, it's organised chaos. <laughs> yeah. And it's fantastic. You know what I mean? You can have someone coming around your house to give you a massage. You can do this. You can do that. It's it's a different way of life. And you have to embrace it for what it is yeah, yeah, yeah. rather than what it's not. And I used to just hate it because of the inconvenience. Back in the day, you didn't, you'd have to change in like Mumbai or the Middle East and it'd be like, it'd just be... It's a long flight. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And as a kid, I just hated it. But what What is your... Um, mum passed down in terms of uh, culture because I know she's a great cook. Bangers and mash. Um, Actually, hold on. Hold on. Re- re- recently did, no. You did fish recently, right? No, no. I, He's got this chicken dish he does. No, my, you know what? As a kid, I used to hate my mum's cooking because you're exposed to it all the time. I'd all rather the have all the same, bro. We're all the same. or Pizza Hut and that. But like recently, this weekend, we all met up and my mum's cooking is banging, man. And I think everyone's parents cook so well when they're from that sort of area because the amount of spices but your mum's quite unique she's obviously you guys you're from Kerala but she didn't grow up in Kerala did she no but where did she grow up she grew up in Malaysia for a bit okay yeah and um it yeah it's it's just nice food man it's really nice and it's very fusion driven because there's a lot of Tamils there they've mixed it up with sort of uh Malaysian cuisine and it's just a lot of um fish coconut based food street um, food yeah, crew, um, and it's all become cool recently as well. I don't know if it. Yeah, I, I, I think maybe because of like yeah. cricket and. Nah, he's uh, he's he's, he's definitely right. Like, I was about food. I was never I was never into um, Sri Lankan food, and now no. it's one of my favourites, and only because it's got more mainstream. Right, you've you've got exposed to it. A little, I went to a street food stand, and that was that's when I first was sort of exposed to it, mm. and now I absolutely love it. And I think even when I went to cricket. The same sort of thing. I thought yeah. this is quite nice. Sri Lankan food and Kerala food, uh, Malayali food is really similar, like really similar. And I love the food now. Um, I think because of the fact that I don't get it, and it makes you appreciate it. Like I don't know about you guys. You you live with your folks, or you see your mum quite a lot, Aaron. So you'll probably get it all the time, but you don't. No, and but you know what? We, we've got a shared experience, right? And and even maybe Aaron, like <laughs> when he gets married, like maybe they will cook differently. You're not going to always have Asian food. Do you know what, what you just said? It's a shared experience. When we was growing up, we had a lot of fresh fish and, fish and vegetables. Uh, you know, So my, in our house, like I think traditionally in Bangladeshi houses, this is why we we're so big. Like you have four or five curries on the, you know, at the same time. Everyone would sit down together. And we used to be the same. You know what? I saw, you know, in inverted commas, white families on telly having roast beef or shepherd's pie. We didn't get none of that, right? You had curry and rice every day and it'd be the same curry and rice for two or three days until it was finished, right? That's how it was. But as I've grown up, all the foods that I kind of thought, oh my God, that's disgusting. Fish, vegetables, sag, whatever. Are your favourites? They're my favourites. And it's because... It was around us, and now I, I, I genuinely, I love going to my mum's and eating, you know, what she used to cook back in the day. And now she only cooks once or twice a week. See, I come from, I come from a, I started differently. My mum was, uh, well, she came in when she was about six, right? She was quite uh, very progressive. My dad was um, a lot more traditional, but he's he, he embraces sort of certain things. So um, our menu was pretty mixed throughout yeah. the week, right? Uh, even her sort of mindset, she'd we'd be the only sort of Asians out at Cub Scouts and rugby clubs and this and that. Literally, we were entertained seven days a week and there was no other brown people there. She's at that very time. modern, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so our, our um, food was very diverse and she was very good at sort of um, fusing a lot of things together. Remember what I said yeah, yeah. On, on our show? She would literally <laughs> take things that Most were English life. classics but sort of spice them up a little bit. So the food also represented who we we were in terms of we we had this clash going on of of two cultures so yeah. everything was fusion in our life and it it made us feel very much at home yeah i yeah sorry sorry i i just love my train for but I, yeah i i think that's a shared experience and i do miss it but um do you cook do you cook one of the things that my mum did and my dad did was that um they very much got us involved in what the food was in terms of this is healthy, that's healthy. This is why we why we do this. They were pushing culture on us again. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was very beneficial. It was it was like a family entertainment show on a Saturday. We'd always come together for that. Um, so yeah, I, I've 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 learned so what, a lot. What do, what have you learned? Because I'm, I think we were just saying like Martin's 
the cooking uh, skills are very limited, according to himself. I speak for yourself, According man. to yourself. I'm not saying anything. But so we all have really good cooks. In our, like our mums have been really, really good cooks, right? Yeah. How did you... So was it taught to you? Because you can cook. No, it, nothing was ever taught to me. I the, the process, I was part of the process, right? And, and you and just that, picked it up. Yeah, and it was the same thing. Like in terms, in, yeah, no, in terms of culture as well. It was never pushed on me. I was just a bystander who thought I'm quite, I, I quite like this. Yeah. Right. So it's the same thing with that. My sister, on the other hand, she was a horrendous cook. Like she wouldn't even really <laughs> get involved. Um, her pasta would be uh, pasta sauce, pasta. Now she is the best cook that I know. She duped us while she used to live with us. Horrendous. As soon as she got married, that ring went on the finger. She got a superpower. That's what happens when you're trying to impress your partner. <laughs> oh, I need to be honest. I, I probably did. That's how I probably learned to cook. I didn't learn to cook like from my mum. Like I just, I used to watch my mum. She, we used to be around my mum a lot. Yeah. We used to live in a small, tiny flat. You could only go in the front room or the kitchen. There wasn't really much room. So we, we, and my dad wasn't around. And obviously, my dad had a restaurant, so you'd see people cooking all the time. Yeah. I just had, I just had an interest. I remember from very young, I was just like, oh. I love the idea of cooking. So I think I just picked up stuff. Did you not have that same experience? Nah, um, it was only recently, like I think in lockdown, uh, the first lockdown, I wanted to get some food that wasn't just stuff out of a packet, man. Mm. Um, and not a takeaway. Yeah, not a takeaway. Just, and I always used to see, like your houses must be similar, like so many spices and, and things they put in the food and they like the food goes on a journey and I actually wanted to make some of the stuff that my mum made so I asked some recipes from her and it's not actually that hard once you get you should you you know what one thing I think we should all try and do is record the recipes because I think like as they get older like my mum now she doesn't cook as much she obviously still knows how to do it but I'm hoping that one of my sister-in-laws or even myself someone will just like record these things because once she's gone I think it's going to be really difficult to to try and get Replicate, it exactly yeah. yeah to get it exactly we right need, what we need is like all these treasured recipes that we need to have a national yeah, database that we all have a, a username and password to but you know there's some really good websites yeah. like that there's, there's, there's this is one there's this Bangladeshi well, the girl who's of Bangladeshi descent uh, and her thing's called Ophelia's Kitchen. Is, is she the big one on uh, oh, yeah, yeah, BBC? Yeah. No, that's who you talking about, Nadia Hussain? Could be. From Bake Off. Yeah, uh, no, the one Ooh. that wears the headscarf. That's Nadia Hussain. Is it? Yeah, no, no, no this Ophelia's Kitchen's Okay. Ophelia's Kitchen is really good, so it, yeah. it, and, and it does do that job. But it like for you guys, again, there's more of me and my lot and Aaron's lot yeah. than there is you lot. When but, your mum finishes cooking, who's going to do that? No, but yeah. mine, you said that your your mum and dad, they didn't sort of show you the culture. By you eating that food day in, day out, which you said, that is showing you the culture. You haven't embraced it or yeah, you, haven't, no, take, we you haven't. haven't taken advantage of, of that richness that's right in front of you. For real. But I think a lot of it is down to your siblings as well. So my eldest brother is anti it all the way like he doesn't he can't stand any spicy food yeah. and I'm, i think it's at the point now that when we all go back to my parents place april can take more spice than my brother so he's always been April scottish yeah from the highlands blonde haired blue eyed yeah so she can she can take it more than my brother and my brother just isn't interested in it at all i don't think um and it worries me a little bit because but he's happy yeah, but I feel like and that shows the, like, the diversity, you know, of like everybody, and that's the thing. Like, not everyone's gonna want to hold on to their culture, but some of us do. Yeah, it's just. But I think you should have a right, like Aaron said, you should try and at least show them. But um, for example, they're half Finnish. They've been to Finland a lot, but they've never been to Kerala. Yeah, that 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 that's a little bit saddening, but it's it's, it's up to them, isn't it? Yeah. I guess so. And to be honest, India's so cool, especially south of India. Your your nephews will probably go there like on their trekking holidays <laughs> and, and discover family members yeah. they never knew they had. No, but they'll have a completely different experience to what we will have. Like, you know what? Your your grand when when you see your mum with you, she's strict. But when you see your mum with your grandkids, they oh, get away man. with murder. Oh, so when you go on holiday to like Kerala, we had to go and visit about 20 people's houses, but they'll probably get to stay in like a nice hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Their, their the experience, experience was different. Yeah, different. whereas we lived in a hole virtually. Yeah, 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 definitely. And we had to go to the toilet in the ground. Yeah, you know, I did that. Yeah. Oh, I did that. That was horrible. No, but it's, all, it's all an experience. It's all part of the process. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, if you say so. Uh, so what are you, are you going to, is the plan to go back with... My dad's April. on about it recently, like to go next month or the month after and, and it's possible because I've not got any work till June at least. I'm not an expert but I wouldn't go at this time yeah, yeah. it's really hot but start the family tree I'm telling you that starts yeah, a certain that's journey something I really what, have, do. what have you learned from that what, what 
I've what amazing I've, okay, stories have you come across? Uh, apart from the fact of what I've learned, the pride that oozes from my dad it's when he's talking end. about it is, if I could bottle that, I would. It, that's that's one thing all on its own. But it also makes me understand um, what I I'm I'm the next in line and what I need to push to the world. Like this is mm. where I came from, and this is my journey of my forefathers and i'm an ambassador of that and it also makes me like in terms of decisions that i make in life and stuff like that i'm representing all these people that came before mm. that's, yeah, that's that's that, cool. that that's how i look at it i always tell hanny how impressed i am of your family relationship like you always put everything family first your relationship with your parents is wicked i i'm, I'm always really impressed whenever i see but, that Thank you. But I, that does take a lot of work. Like yeah, yeah. say, say if I'm out and patience, especially yeah, with my parents. Yeah. hundred percent. Like if they're going, if they're going to a family event, right. And they've literally told us last minute and we've got plans. Those plans got to go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 and that's what keeps the unity. And then also like, I'll be out and about and my dad will go, Oh, can you go and pick up this uncle? Random uncle who might have, who might <laughs> yeah, have uh, his sister who lives in this country. He might have children that live in this country, but they want to come to ours, right? To our house. Yeah. And so I have to go and pick them up from the airport. And I, that used to really get on my nerves. But then afterwards you realize why people have so much love and affection for your parents yeah, and what it's, they it's, yeah. She's a what good lesson, man. I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm somewhere between you guys. Like where are we, I did all of that. Until I was like in my mid twenties, and then probably thought I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> but yeah, no, th that that story is reminiscent. Oh, your uncle so and so, I don't even know him. Go and pick him up, and that's he'd stay in your house. Yeah. And again, we had a two bedroom flat. My parents would give up our rooms, right, and we'd sleep on the floor, which I have no problem with. Yeah, that's they'd, the ultimate they'd make sacrifice. A bed. Yeah, they make a bed for us on the floor, and and then you know your uncle from Bangladesh is is staying in your room. That's fine. Um, but then there came a point where it was just. That balance, what you've just said, oh, we're going to a family's house. You've got to stop everything else that you might have planned. That used to so annoy me. But then I got to... But, but you understand why? Dinner. No, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and my son will experience that himself. I'm sure, <laughs> right? But, um, but with, do you know what? And inadvertently, they are showing you culture, family traditions without even really you knowing yeah. what they're doing or them even intending to do it that way. Like you connecting with that uncle that you don't really know who he is, but, but, but you get to know him. Yeah, because the worst thing that I hear from other people, oh, we don't really know him. But then how are you going to get to know them if you, you if don't you give aren't him a trying, chance? Yeah. yeah, like one of the things that I always say to my mom, one of the um, happiest times in my life and one reason why I think that we are so close is when they used to send me to boarding school, right? We didn't have the money to really do that. She, my mum used to give up parts of our house and have a full-time job. That's such an Asian right? thing to do, isn't it? Like, yeah. put education first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and she used to literally have... Um, she used to be given, how, given rooms up in our house for bed and breakfast. She'd do that before she went to work, all that sort of stuff. There was times... My dad used to do night shifts, and there was times when there was no bedroom left because they had to afford... Sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, I remember coming home one day and my dad sleeping in the toilet. Wow. Broke wow. my heart. But then you I never knew that. Man. Yeah, but all that sort of stuff. And then even living in one room now and then, like going to sleep, talking to your parents and just falling asleep. It's the happiest moments. And stuff like that, money can't buy. And you realize that you're quite lucky because of circumstances. What may have been a bad circumstance is actually something that Slipping. has really galvanized you as a family. It, those, those stories are so interesting. Again, my dad's got similar stories. Like, do you know what? A friend, a friend of mine who you know as well, Smudge. Smudge has recently, like, his dad, again, they're, they're Punjabi, right? But their story is slightly different. His dad came here when he was eight, a bit like your mum, but he was sent on his own. Yeah. He came to this country on his own. And the stories he's extracted out of his dad, and really weird, actually, Aaron, I don't know if you know this, but Allgate was massive. There was a massive Sikh community there. Was it? In the 50s and 60s. Yeah. It's crazy because... <laughs> And I never used to understand, me and Smudge like speaking about this, there's a, there's a road called Artillery Passage, right? Yeah, yeah. In between Liverpool Street and Allgate. And my parents used to call it um, the Sikh Alley. I used to think, there's only two Sikh shops there. When we were growing up, there's only two Sikh shops there. But, and that's where all the groceries were. But then recently I've learned why it's called that because a lot of Sikhs came to London and actually settled in that area. That whole street had like Sikh cafes, everything. Um, because they must have been merchants. They came from East. So Allgate actually used to be yeah. massively Sikh. And I remember at school, the only other Indians that were in my primary school, there were some Sikh families who had like, who were in the rag trade, who were in commercial road and whatever. Yeah. It's because they, and I thought they came from outside of the area and they just went to that school because their parents worked in the area. And now I found out, no, they actually lived 
in the same blocks because they had grandparents who who'd come to this country and, and settled in Allgate. Yeah. So it's 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 um yeah, I don't know how we got into that, but it's just really interesting that 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 kind of situation. Yeah, they've sacrificed everything. So and, much. and, and it, just to sort of finish this point off, at the beginning, like you, you were a bit angry at your parents, right, for for not doing this. Frustration and that. was probably the uh... yeah. But just going back to what we've said, um, they had they were trying to survive. Yeah, Do you yeah. know what I mean? They they didn't have the uh, opportunity to really be good parents, like say how how they had to say, work. Say, yeah. yeah, they had to make sure that there was food on the table. That was good enough, really, yeah, because yeah, yeah. they had to do everything. There was no one to help them. I think nothing. You appreciate that, isn't it? And you know what? The whole thing about schools, like you, you, your parents sacrificing their money and like certain a standard of living to put you guys through the best education is that's mad, crazy. That is it? so unbelievable. In this day and age, we'd probably say, "Oh, don't worry about going to that school." We're just going to have to do with whatever because because we've got to keep the three holidays yeah. a year yeah, that we're going exactly. Or got to have the telly or whatever, and their sacrifices were very, very different. Yeah. Um, they probably, even if they had Netflix, they wouldn't have been chilling. That's the immigration uh, immigrant mentality. I think I was telling April that I think that as an immigrant or a son of an immigrant, they just want the next generation to do better and the next generation after that to do better. Yeah, total sacrifice. But we're more worried about oh, we don't want to give up too much of our life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a bit weird. Uh, but just going back to the culinary thing, take yourself back to when you first sort of met your ladies and you were. Um, you were serenading them. Uh, what dish do you wish that you'd learned from your from your parents that would really have sort of impressed them? Oh, I'll let Hanif answer this one first. <laughs> well, I, I've, as I kind of um, alluded to earlier, I started to really cook when I probably met my second girlfriend who I really wanted to impress. She also happened to be Bangladeshi, right? So I- Oh, so yeah, we, that's a tough one. Yeah, yeah, and she was a really good cook, and she'd been cooking from when she was young. But I wish I'd known how to make a biryani. Yeah, that's good. That's the ultimate yeah. food, right? To make. Do you like wet biryani or, or very dry? What's I like both. Biryani? I like both. I like both. It's, I like both. Yeah. But I think the traditional one of like um, a dum biryani where it's dry yeah. is lovely. But I also don't mind like a Cindy. I think they're called the Cindy. It's got to be a little sloshy with sauce. A little bit. A little bit. But. Um, our tradition, the Bangladeshi one, is called Akhni Fulo. It's like, it is very dry with meat and stuff. But yeah. So yeah, I wish I'd known that. But yeah, I learned to cook and I took an interest in cooking because I, cause I was with somebody. And that's probably similar to Boo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd never learned until lockdown, really, anything from my parents' side of cooking. Do you wish you had, though? I think Aaron was saying. Yeah, Do you think I, you, you wish in you university, had? I wish I did. I would have smashed it out, man. <laughs> what is this chicken dish that everyone tells me that ah, you make? This chicken dish. This one brilliant. chicken dish. No. Do you know what I would describe it as? It's a mixture between tandoori and piri piri. You should call it, it lock- sounds all right. You should call it lockdown chicken. Because- lockdown chicken. Yeah. Yogi has eaten it. You've not had it, have you? No, I haven't. I'll tell you what, I have tried one of Aaron's curries. Have you? Yeah, because he wanted to get a DJ lesson. He thought he'd sweet talk me around. <laughs> come around was that the curry. bartering? Oh, and right. He came around with his curry and it was banging. Was his DJing any good though? Martin taught me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the blind leading the blind. So what did you actually make, Aaron? Um, I made chicken curry. I, Is that your speciality? Um, no, I, I'm quite, I'm quite, I'm What's quite your diverse. speciality? What has the, the new missus yeah. got to look forward to? Do you know what? She's a really, really good cook. Like she can cook absolutely anything. Really? You know when people say to me, oh, I can't cook. That's a lie. There's so much out there in terms of recipes. They're not hard to follow, right? You don't I have agree. a desire to yeah, to, yeah. to, to want to cook because you think other things are more important. Like yeah. I could be earning money here whilst I'm doing that or I could be watching this and stuff like that. So she's a very good cook. Um, but I'm quite good at following instructions and having a sort of um, uh, a sort of understanding of flavour. I think you can't, you can't teach the understanding of flavour. Yeah, I kind of agree You've got to be that. brought up with that, I think. Uh, you got to know yeah, what, I think you learn it, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got you got to know what suits you. Like my my uh, version of what is flavor is different from you, yeah, different yeah. from you, etc. Right? It's very different from uh, a Greek girl that I used to go out with. Like we were completely other side. Is she not good? Um, no, she, you never knew because no, she never tried. No, no, no. Literally, she was pasta chucking um, crab sticks, that sort of stuff. You know what uh, I mean? Crab sticks. Yeah, <laughs> very, very basic. And I, and that was the time. Where and Greek food's amazing. I know. We were talking about this with someone yesterday. Greek food is amazing, but like. If her her dad, when I used to go over, right, her dad used to make it abundantly clear that 
he didn't want me around, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> why do you think that was? Because you were dating his daughter, or is it an Indian person dating his daughter? Yeah, I think I think it was a a brown guy dating his daughter, really? right? Yeah, yeah. I think Greek people are very. Um, I call them the Asians of Europe, right? In terms of family culture, in terms you, of well, let's be honest, right? You yeah. know my theory on that, don't you? My Greek theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you think you think we got conquered you're, by, you're, by Alan's, uh, Yeah, listen, all the North North Indians, right? And actually, someone recently told me it's a fact, right? No, here we Mitz. go. No, 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 Mitz. no that's Mitz, Mitz. So, Alexander the Great, right? The great Greek you told warrior. Me this, yeah. He, his warriors went and took over the north of India, all of that area, right? So, there is, without doubt, a nice mixture of Greek and Indians in that area. There's no doubt to me they've got the same nose. <laughs> <laughs> and they're quite big as well. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, listen, they're, if they did the DNA test, you'd see like half, uh, uh, like 60% of them is from from Greece. But anyway. No, I just, look, <laughs> I, 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 I don't really mind that. We digress. Yeah, but I don't think that's true. I don't think it's 100% Mitz. true. Yeah, uh, Mitz. Mitz is in the exciting <laughs> Mitz has done a DNA sample of like loads of Punjabis. No, no, no. I think, I think we got, we did get, um, not conquered, but we did get invaded. And I think that was you by- You did get conquered. Yeah, but I think Where did you get that? No. But I think that was by um, uh, the Parsi people, like Iranians, that whole Persian. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I think that that's why we're hairy and big and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, but going back to, to, to my uh, ex-girlfriend. So I used to go over to her house and her dad would go, yeah, I'm going to cook, right? For some reason, and he knew I didn't like fish, right? And on top of that, oh. you know when you can see it's fish. You I'm still don't like fish. No, I like fish now, yeah, yeah. right? But I don't like. Um, it's like even with uh, chicken and meat, I don't like bones in it. I don't like knowing where, where it came from. from. And he yeah. knew that. Yeah, I don't think but he, he had knew. an idea. Yeah, he must have heard, right? So literally, I'd go in there and they'd go, "Oh, it's lunchtime," and there'd be a big fish, like eyeballs. Oh, the like, eyeballs! I'd be like, "Oh no, I just came and ate from home." <laughs> it was one. Of, it was one of those ones. So um, yeah, he made it abundantly clear. But you are a good cook, according to yourself. I, I think so. I think so. I think. I what's think, your, I, I what's think your go to dish happen. if you wanted to impress? Well, did you actually have yeah. you done during your courtship? Have you ever, you know, had to pull out all the stops and come for your your kind of tr signature dish? Yeah, I go for very healthy because I want them to. You know what I mean? If I'm going to push out an advert, it's got to be an advert <laughs> of who I want to sort of uh, right. transmit that I am. So, okay. Uh, so I'm very good at... Uh, Aaron's on the cell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's work, he's, yeah his mind's working whilst he's, whilst he's calling. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm very good at sort of roasting, like roasting okay. stuff and getting the flavour in there. There's, there's an art to roasting. It's all about um, preparation. It's all about preparation. It's all about cooking it slowly, that sort of stuff. Are so, you a barbecue guy? No, I, I don't really I have the patience barbecue. for that. I, I love barbecues. But, but you I just don't, don't want to cook them? No, if I was to do it, I'd have to do that nine-hour brisket and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. that like, that's the type that's of barbecue. I love about Greeks, man, when they get... The barbecue, the souvlaki, yeah, 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 all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, so I, I roast a lot of vegetables. I put them in quinoa, chuck in some parsley, this and quinoa. that. Quinoa. Yeah. What's wrong with rice, bro? No, here we go. <laughs> here we go. What? No roast potatoes. You know, I'm good at roast. Okay. And anything in an oven, I'm very good at. Um, in terms of uh, masalafying anything, I'm quite good at that. But I do like fusion food. I, I love street food, and and that's what, what. What would you say apart from your mum's cooking? What's your favourite style of food? Um, a sushi. Without, yeah, without yeah, a doubt, sushi. sushi is the one. It's just, oh, you feel... So, obviously, with the missus, yeah. what does she bring to the table? Or the kitchen? Ah, she's fantastic in the kitchen. She, like, Anything. Yeah, but she's one of those clean freaks. And um, so like, I was going to say yeah, that. So, like, say if I've got... Say if you've got parsley, right? Yeah. Or, or coriander. She has to take the end bit off the stalk, right? Just so, the leaves. So, just the leaves. Whereas I just go... Oh, yeah. Chop it all in. Wash it. Yeah. Right? Same thing. But with to be fair to you, right? And I'm with you on this. The flavour is in the stalks. Uh, I've told her that, but it's got, it's like, no. It's, 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 she I, needs to go on MasterChef, man. I hate, do you know what? The only reason I don't cook more is because everyone hates the mess that I leave in the kitchen. <laughs> I don't leave it. I tried to tell it. I'm just not good at, I, I think I'm a decent cook. Why do you think that is? Has your parents I'm tied just it up messy. after you? No, I'm just messy. I'm just, really? just in general, I'm messy. And it's just an extension of that. Are you messy, Aaron? Not at all. In the kitchen? No. Not at all. I'm a bit OCD I, I, in terms of every, everything, everything has to be a little bit organized you know how it is when it even comes to doing shows like this when it came to doing the one on yeah, the yeah, organized. yeah I, I need to and we need to know where we're going because i have this thing in my head of this is what i want at the end so she's she's sorted then um i think i'm sorted because she's she's a fantastic oh. but <laughs> in terms of because it was it was very not so much about me because i know i can cook myself but it's very important like i see it with my sister as well that the kids um 
understand good, fresh, healthy food? Because I think for me, food is everything, whether it be um, staying healthy so you don't have to take medicine and stuff like that. Mm. And just understanding what is good and what's not. Do you know, do you know what's interesting, right? Mm. So when we were young, we're trying to fight being Asian, right? Mm. And the whole idea of like, having meals like I used to love, like I say, shepherd's pie on the telly and da 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 pizza, but takeaways all the time. Yeah. And as I got older, especially with my kids as well, I so respect my mum being able to put food on the table. When we go to my mum's, I've got two brothers, they both got families. Everyone sits down at the same time, eats home-cooked food. In essence, most of it is healthy, apart from, you know, maybe it's, it's <laughs> indulgent. But um, I'd hate to be... And this is being very judgmental. I don't mean to be, but like, imagine if like you were forced because maybe your parents are really busy or whatever, having to have like oven or microwave meals all the time. Yeah. That must be like that to me saddens me now. Yeah. And I'm, I, but I know there's limitations because you know what? In this modern day, parents have got so much to do. Sometimes there, there is no other choice. So we're really lucky and fortunate. Like Boo, like yeah. probably cooks every night I don't know she cooks, she cooks everything from really? scratch yeah and she's very they're good they're so rich. lucky and the kids probably won't realise it yeah yeah and the amount of effort and, and do you know what I've learned that mums especially are fantastic at seeing anything in the fridge you give them any types of ingredients and they will turn it into a banquet mm-hmm. and that and, yeah. and that is an art that I still need to learn uh, Martin <laughs> no no I, I was just thinking about mums how how amazing they are like do you know when you were saying that yesterday you, or Easter Sunday, that you had everything ready, then you had to, then Sarah had to feed the baby and Easter, uh, Easter was kicking off. Like back in the day, my dad never helped out my mum at all. True, true. Um, my mum would do everything. My mum's admitted that now since my dad's gone. She's <laughs> like, yeah, your dad would just like work five days and then Saturday go, oh, I've got to go. Yeah. And then they won't do no cleaning up, no. nothing. Like it's, yeah. But did your, did your mum work? No, a little bit, but not... not. Did, did your mum work? No, my mum, but do you know That's, what? I have such a respect for mums. That, like, obviously, your mum worked as well, right? Yeah. But I do accept that women who become homemakers and they stay at home, it's not easy either. It's I, not I, like I, they're sitting around all day. I think it's harder because there's no release. There's no yeah, release. Yeah, yeah. It's a 24-7 job. Whereas if you're going to work, you do your work, yeah, there's pressures of it, etc. But number one, you're furthering your own career. Mentally, it's a release. And you get to go to another part of your life. There's no, there's no respite when it comes to being a parent. No, no, no. You're, and you're right. And especially like back in the day, I think they didn't have like, I don't remember my parents necessarily going, oh yeah, Friday, Saturday, I've got to have my friends around. They don't, they're just concentrating on you guys, yeah. us guys, and just being, yeah, the best parents. And just like you said earlier, surviving, making sure there's food on the table and just doing that. Yeah. I think on that note we should, we're on about an hour and six minutes. Okay, that's got that's a really good conversation. Yeah, I think it was good. I think it was really good. 